Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Craig Fowler here with a proposition. How does a free case of beer sound? After the longest January in record off the back of some testing times, I reckon you think that sounds fantastic! Let's face it, we all deserve a party and I can think of nothing better than being ambushed by some delicious craft beer. Grab a case for free courtesy of our pals at Beer52 by going to beer52.com forward slash terrace and covering the meagre postage of 5 95 Beer 52 is the biggest beer club in the world. Each month they send their members a case of beer from a different part of the globe and this month it's an absolute belter. Their great European road trip takes its best beer from across the continent. If you want a Pilsner, they've got you covered from Norwig's Lerwig Brewery. If you want a Monster 7.5% double IPA, they have you covered from Sweden's Duggins Brewery. Or, if you'd like something a little on the dark side, there's a smooth coffee stout from Copenhagen's To Ool. <laughs> I think I got the pronunciation right there. And there's also beer from Croatia, Poland, Germany, Serbia and Austria, amongst others. If dark beer's not your thing, you can also select the light-only case. You also get the Ferment magazine, a couple of tasty stacks, and if you're not satisfied with your Beer 52 order, you can pause or cancel your subscription at any time. So that's beer52.com forward slash terrace to claim your free case now. That's beer52.com forward slash terrace. Monday's episode of a Terra Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm joined in person by Tony Anderson. Hi Craig. And Craig Cairns. Hello. Hello guys. A lot of energy in the room. I'm really liking this. <laughs> I'm pretty tired but come on. <laughs> so bad. It's probably just, you know, when you start to lose it a little bit when you're tired. Because <laughs> I, went, I went out on Saturday. I went to a gig, which was fun. I've not been to, I think it was maybe my first. We've been to festivals. I went to a festival with you Craig but I actually went to a gig. I went to see a band called Cheap Teeth, an Edinburgh band at the Mash House. Low ceilings. It was really good. They're a really good band. I think you would like them a lot. Okay. Actually, they're right up your street. Um, quite joy divisiony, maybe. Nick Cage. Good, good. Uh, could sing alongs with it because I'd be listening to them for about a week before it because I knew I was you going need to do that. Uh, so, aye, it was very, very enjoyable. But then I ended up going to rolling back the years and going to what's the one down for the Globe in the Hive? Uh, oh, aye. Um, oh, Christ. 
Banshee's Labyrinth. Aye, that's it. Aye, I was in there with Lee till three o'clock in the morning. The one, is, like, up, the one is up till five during the festival. Ah, yeah, and it's good because it's like a bar. It's and, uh, still got the cinema. Aye, it's got the cinema. Say, it's got lo- very uh, various different parts there. Aye, isn't it? yeah, and so we were just in the back rolling back. We used to just play pool doubles, uh, but you just played random people who come in over the course of the evening. Great, had a great time. Or sit in the cinema room and watch it, watch whatever was on. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Right, one time, just sitting there by myself, with my face. <laughs> Two guys in front of me watching the start of Rocky Four. <laughs> me like that. Coming up, one of the most iconic lines in cinema history. They're like, what? Ivan like, Drago, when he says if he dies, he dies. And then he said it, they were like, oh, actually, that is pretty cool. I was like, yeah, of course it is. Brilliant. See you later, lads. See you later. I'm pretty sure I left right after that. Because there's a lot of rubbish. It's a, it's a decent film. There's a lot of rubbish film between then and him beating him at the end, when uh, the entire uh, Russian crowd turns on the home man and starts chatting USA. Topical. Not going to happen. <laughs> Never going to happen. Certainly not these days. Yeah. No. Speaking of Russia, <laughs> there is no like. There is no like I can possibly execute here. Let's go to. Let's start this. Monday's roundup of the Singe Premiership six fixtures by going to the team, not necessarily the best game of the weekend, but certainly the one that I would say raised the most eyebrows because it means that Ross County beating St Mirren 1-0, Malky McKay's team are in the top bloody six. And it's uh, and now at this, but at this part of the season where it's not always about the best games, they were talking about the games that have the biggest impact on the league. Uh, and, and this certainly did. And I, I was talking about Ross County... Oh, and they played Hibs uh, a couple of weeks, but and I thought they were atrocious. They were. That was there as well. Uh, they were really bad. They were really bad. Uh, and but I'd been impressed with them previously, even in some of the draws that they got with Livingston. And and I was uh, and they weren't great in this game. They they had to grind it out in St Mirren. Uh, he, he, Stephen Robinson. This is what I wanted to really get on to. Is it Stephen? I know we wanted to start on the positive about <laughs> about about uh, Ross yeah, But uh, see, he said after the game that he wanted that. Uh, I tried to keep it the way it was, or keep yeah, it I com- saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm going to have to put my own stamp on it, right? So in the last two games, he's moved to three at the back. In the first game, he played four, and before that, Goodwin had played a good chunk of four at the back. So you've instantly made probably one of the biggest one of the biggest changes you can make to a team shape. I think most shapes are. We've had the discussion before. Are much a muchness, but really the big changes are you play three at the back or you play four at the back. And the last two games, he's changed. So you have put your own stamp on it and I don't know if it's because Ronan's been suspended uh, and wasn't able to play after he's sending off against Hearts but uh, he went with a he went for a 3-5-2 and, and I just they were so blunt Sintman they were just so blunt I I think I don't disagree with you what you're saying I, I, I do think it's a bit of an odd thing to say but I do think that there is a bit of a transition to go on there from a Jim Goodwin team to a Stephen Robinson team. I think that'll take a while. Not that I'm saying that one's like defensive and one's attacking. Mm. It's not like as black and white. One's it's aggressive. Like, they're both aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> but, they, but they're very different types of managers. So I, th- I think that will uh, that will take a while for him to do that. But what I think is really worrying is that they haven't scored a goal since he came in and they weren't really prolific scorers under Goodwin before that. He was just very effective with with that squad. So, yeah, you've got to kind of worry about them a wee bit between now and the end of the season. It will probably be 
next season we start to see the best of Stephen Robinson. But yeah, there's a bit of a quite a bit of a transition to go there. But I do agree with you, Tony. It was a it was a weird thing to say. He didn't need to say that. He could just say long way to go we're at the start of a long process it's, it's, also, as well, it's also as well it angered some unfans because they've not played well with a three in the back really this season it was kind of I think the game plan that Jim Goodwin wanted to go into initially but then he changed it up and they've I think they're literally not won in playing a back three in about five months so <laughs> it's a strange thing to do and it's, it's kind of angered the support already it's not great after three games and it's just I, I could see why they always wanted to because um, we had a big discussion about this about the Tanzan and Tate I thought really would suit as wing backs now but now they, they, they've got they've got good wide players they've got like Kilty and Jones who have, have been performing relatively well recently and that so that, that the three at the back uh, the Jones wasn't getting a lot of the ball I actually thought maybe like, maybe a 3-4-3 three, three, I could maybe see how it working I was maybe I was thinking when I was watching it there could be something in it with Tanzer being able to get much forward going on the outside, even as a decoy, because Tanzer is a dangerous player who's got such a good delivery that you couldn't just ignore him because, you know, like they really want to concentrate on Jones. So in terms of those parts of the pitch, whether they, whatever formation they play, they should be very dangerous in this with Tate and Kilty. Kilty's also likes coming inside, and that would suit Tate. He Tate has been the box. better as a second striker uh, that kind of run of form that they had just before Goodwin left he was very good as a second striker mm. so it's maybe that's maybe another argument to be made that why is he getting stuck out on the wing when he was showing really good form for three or four weeks there uh, oh. as uh, up front essentially there was also an eyebrow raising substitution when Curtis Main came on before Eamon Brophy <laughs> at half time like <laughs> straight in no why because that's it. Well, he knows he knows Curtis Main. He's his man. Yeah, he I mean, should know. I mean, he, he was happily he, to get rid of him at the end of his month. <laughs> and Main, Main came on during the week as well, didn't he? I think, I think he started under him as well already. I think Brophy has been working his way back from injury. Yes. I'm not sure if that was because they were playing Celtic and he wanted somebody like him rather than Grieve. But I, I think Grieve started the, all the matches either side of that or the recent matches either side of that well they changed they changed shape when they brought Brophy on it went, they went to four at the back and but Brophy ended up playing out wide on the right and I I don't, I don't like that I just Brophy's such a, and, and then he had he had a few shots but he's having them from even worse angles than usual because he's in he's, a, he's, a, he's in a wide place so I, I, there's bits that I don't understand about it and and this is a bit there where but no, I think he should know this team he should be able to come in and know it pretty well and it, and it does it strikes me that he's playing a lot of catch up and I know he's been at Morecambe and I but he knows Scottish football well enough and a lot of these guys are like Brophy and Maine. You'll know these guys He's managed but, about three or four of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um what about County though? I mean they've it was a long time since they had a clean sheet and now that's them got two back to back. What it's te- it's technically the first time they've had consecutive clean sheets all season oh, is it? in all competitions. However they did have two clean sheets to start the season and the two matches they played, they were just officially, they came either side of two, three, no defeats because of COVID in the league. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Okay. Bloody hell. There you go. Someone's been on these holidays. I <laughs> 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 That is good. That's some good start one. Um, but in terms of county... They were. They've, they've made a change in the last three games where Ross Callahan, who was playing as a number ten, is now stationed further back. And yes. they used Peyton in the in the further forward role. But one thing I liked about this performance, I was going to mention Callahan, is he's so fit. 
and, and, and obviously he's, he's really powerful running. So he goes, even though he's playing that deeper role, he runs and breaks the lines and he, cause, he causes a fair bit of confusion. And it was kind of that type of performance where you were able to notice little tactical things because the performance wasn't particularly good. So you weren't thinking like, oh, Charles Cook's running riot or, or, or Humbo and, and they're playing, like I was speaking about before, when they're playing very centrally. This one... Easy to spot tactical things because there's nothing else to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> this is And this is where that... Maybe this is where that, uh, you know, when people watch Nil Nil and it happens in England all the time when they talk it up and then people write... 2001 articles about it the next day about how like Michael Cox or whatever talking about how it is maybe that's how because you've got so much time to like just see all these little intricacy stuff going on but rather than going good shot <laughs> <laughs> nice goal nice cross man because <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I mean I County they, they dragged it I, I, I was watched Ramsey quite closely down at the right back row and I know Craig you were saying off air that you've liked a bit of him in the eyes the first thing that you like in a fullback man, is, is is mobility, pace, and he's he's more than happy. And he was like one of their main sort of attacking outlets. Right. Jack Baldwin and Alex Jakovic both played very well in this game mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And th- I think that's maybe yes, has been a, a change with Callahan going in front of the back four to maybe give them a bit of extra protection. I would imagine that's what it's for. But you know the, the defense itself, the the core unit. It's still the, the unit, like, with the exception of Ramsey. Uh, but even then, you would say that it, while Ramsey looks all right, he's not, you know, he's a, he's a downgrade on Harry Clark. Mm, yeah. So it's a unit that overall has been the same unit that's been there the entire season. But finally, Malcolm Mackay is getting a tune out of them because Baldwin was rubbish to start the campaign. Yeah, yeah he really was. And his long throws, so uh, two of them caused havoc. And then that that led to the goal. And, and Drysdale isn't really getting much of us. He came, he came on later. And Yakovic, he's always been a confusing player because he's, I quite like parts of him. And sometimes I think, like, aerially, he gets caught sometimes. But then when, see, when he was playing against Nubly earlier in the season, I thought he was really good and he was his timing was, it was like when he gets asked more questions, he's better than when, so when he has to actually take the time to think about it. And I've always quite liked his, his passing range and that works really well in this county team because you've got Hungbo, and you've got Charles Cook sort of going down. So there's he, there's lots to like. Did he play for Scotland at uh, youth levels or something like that? Am I making that up? Yakovie. Uh, no. Oh, oh, I love it when someone oh, pulls up oh, these interviews oh, and they're like, I have anyway, absolutely I no idea. Do you, you have to ask me a question of a player of a slightly harder surname to spell? Uh, you're correct, he did. Four, four caps for Scotland under 21s, 12 for the under 19s. I, I didn't realise it was as high as under 21s, but the other thing as well is another recent change they've made, although before the last two matches, is Ross Laidlaw's become the goalkeeper again, although I yes. think there is a m- not really much between the, the two <laughs> I, 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 difference between causation and correlation. <laughs> <laughs> right, Look, one last well, thing though, before, like in terms of defensive thing, is I, I think Tilson protecting the, the, the back four really helped. He was really combative in the game uh, which I haven't always appreciated mm-hmm. as part of him and, and he, had, he had that role as I say Callahan was the one that was sort of breaking the lines going forward so Tilson had a very defensive role in that midfield and I thought he'd done it pretty well Okay, we'll get on to our next match which is the decimated Dundee team getting a point at Motherwell after this Right guys, before we get to our next game I need to tell you about NordVPN what do you, you think about that, Tony? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's NordVPN? NordVPN is a VPN. <laughs> right, so NordVPN, uh, we are uh, kindly sponsored on the Terrace podcast. We have uh, an exclusive 
um, deal for, for listeners, which I'll get to in a second. But I'd just like to say that uh, I, I thoroughly, <laughs> my name is Craig Fowler, I thoroughly endorse this product. <laughs> uh, because I used this on holiday. They, they gave me the, the use of it while I was abroad. It was perfect timing. I was on my way to Tenerife. So we arrived on the Friday morning. So it immediately meant the first day I set it up. And I was able to watch Fridays of You for the Terrace from Spain, which we'd not been able to do otherwise. Myself and Ariane were also able to continue our watching of The Tourist, uninterrupted by our holiday. And uh, also helped me get on betting sites so I could lose a lot of money <laughs> during my holiday. Uh, went a bit, uh, did not have a good good streak uh, while I was abroad. Um, it also provides, uh, this is something that I don't really pay much attention to, um, but uh, to my cost throughout my life in terms of security with your computer, but it does provide some cyber security, especially if you're using computer out and about and there's no kind of uh, protected Wi-Fi or things of that nature. I can uh, vouch for the being abroad and even living abroad and wanting to watch things from back home. Not only that, you get some different programs to choose from when you have your Netflix set to the US one or your even the iPlayer I think sometimes has different things on it but yeah the different the different um, streaming sites and all that uh, have different shows in them depending on which country you pretend that you're being from. I do remember one time I think we I think we were in Cyprus yeah we were in Cyprus and uh, <laughs> the telly had Netflix on it, and I went on it. There was so many like movies I wanted to see that went on the British one. Just like for like one evening, just ignoring the rest. Like I was with my, was with Ariane, my mum, and Craig, and just ignoring the rest of them because I wanted to watch Unforgiven. <laughs> Clint Eastwood, uh, no regrets. So yes, so NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN. <laughs> Let me start that again. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash tts. And use the code TTS to get a huge discount of your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift. And if you're not satisfied, it's completely risk-free because Nord provide a 30-day money-back guarantee. Good for hiding dodgy wanks as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Right, let's go to Fur Park, Motherwell 1, Dundee 1. What do we want to start with here? Do we want to start with praising Dundee's dogged display or do we want to ask what the hell is wrong with Motherwell? I think I think you're right with the first one. I think that's a very good place to start. I mean, it's a very good point for Dundee given the circumstances. I think they, they kind of struggle in possession a fair bit in this match and they, they lacked a, any kind of outball for obvious reasons. But um, given where they were a week ago, I think two draws since then, especially... All the COVID they've had, I think both matches they've been affected with COVID, but more so for the one just past this one we're talking about. But yeah, I think I think overall it's a it's a really decent point for Dundee. I'm still I don't think it's making me feel more positive about their chances of staying in the league. But I think um, looking at this match in isolation, I think it's a I yeah, think it's a positive because it's one of those ones that can really kind of create a kind of siege mentality, and you go there, especially when you get the early goal, uh, and you just kind of got something to defend, and it, it really kind of helps, but. You know, there's still going to be a lot of games this season where Dundee are expected to go out and try and get three points because they need them at this time of the campaign. So it's a completely different game. As, as much of a good result as as much of a 
probably a boost of confidence for the entire team. Um, it is, then there will be different tests. I mean, it's, it was going to say there will be harder tests. Seems seems churlish to say this wasn't a hard test considering they had about half their fucking squad missing. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, there, there will be more. Well, mother will have new one again this year. So. I, I, and also, <laughs> this, is, this was kind of a free hit, and mm. they've done quite well at the free hit, but there will be games like the Livingston game where they're expected to go out and beat the opponent, and if they play anywhere like they did the Livingston game, that's not going to go according to plan. It's their last game outside. It was their last game outside of Dundee before the split as well. Because they've got the, this game in hand come up. They must have just had two in a row, the cup game, and also. Uh, must have Darby. Darby, Darby. Yeah. Darby as well, yeah. But they'll lose that. <laughs> do you like doing that? Do they <laughs> like doing that? <laughs> how was uh, Ashcroft was back? Um, how big a how big a plus yeah, point was that? Well, for? I think defensively overall Dundee were very good. I think, but when you look at the goal, take out the goal, and I think defensively they were they were pretty solid, and he was he was part of that. They've been they've been missing him, but um, it was definitely it was definitely a, a lot of it was definitely down to Motherwell. Just not really having many ideas. It was just a lot of second ball football and not not very good second ball football because uh, that's something that um, Motherwell, good Motherwell teams have been associated mm. with being good at in this and uh, and even sometimes under the, under Alexander. But yeah, they're just completely bypassing the midfield at the moment. They're not getting much link up up front and yeah, they're, they're just. Lots of shots, but not really many clear-cut chances. They, and, and the goal's scrappy as hell. I mean, it's a contender for the scrappiest goal of the season. Dundee, uh, like I said, their defender was decent in the match, but for that goal, the defender was absolutely horrendous. Against, uh, who was it, Livy? They weren't even bothering to follow the men. For this one, they were following them, but they weren't bothering to do anything when they were... <laughs> no, they're tripping over each other. <laughs> so maybe, maybe next week they'll spend the whole match... Following them and, and tackling them. <laughs> you should be a coach. <laughs> it looked like, watching the highlights, it was. Um, it just looked like Van Veen was trying to do everything. Well, himself. this is the problem with Motherwell's tactics, is that the, with the front three, and he's not done this all year, so I don't know why he's particularly doing it now. It, it can make sense in some instances, maybe away to Rangers, for instance. But, like against Dundee, he's got the front three spread out over the width of the pitch. So that Van Veen has like no support and there's no like natural central attacking midfield on there. They brought in Ryan Tierney and looked like they got a wee bit better after mm-hmm. that. He's, he's him, more him and Slattery. Him and Slattery. Yeah. He's he's more of a number ten to get closer to Van Veen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it could maybe make sense to stick you know Willery on on Cammy Kerr or something. And maybe that was it. Maybe wanted to try and terrorise Dundee's fullbacks, which aren't the 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 strongest point in their team but it just left Van Veen too isolated and it's something that he's, he's, he's done, done he, quite he looked, a bit since what left and it looked like he'd done alright that's what I mean Van Veen does do really well and, he, and he's so like Van Veen's sort of like the perfect striker to play in, in, in Scotland he, he enjoys the dirty side of the game he likes getting in battles he's also strong and, he, and, he, and he's got a lot of quality so it's like the, 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 the sort of archetype striker that he'd want to play here and it just like and this is what happens to all of us we all sign good players randomly and you're like I just wish you'd be there when we had other better players I think you hit the nail on the head there uh, Fowler I think um, he's he's sorely missing Tony Watt I think he you're talking about the basically two wingers in a in a focal point and they're not getting closer together you could maybe get away with that when one of your wingers is an inside forward basically like Tony Watt and he, I mean to be fair Dundee United could probably do with Van Veen uh, and uh, Motherwell could do with Tony Watt back they just need to be playing in the same team <laughs> yeah. 
should have been part of the deal. I think I forgot he's got his first goal, the the Yank striker, but he he done his very best to to fuck it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hell of his standing foot, and then he had to, and then he just got all, again. No one near him. You got and to so then, yeah. then just oh, I'll just go back over there and then pop in at the there, bottom. There bin. was also a rare sighting of Jay Chapman, the, the man side in uh, January from Inter Miami. Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I don't think he done much, did he? <laughs> no, 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 not really. Didn't get much. It was just uh, another fifteen minutes or something. I think he came on for ten minutes. I was up at that derby that he came on. Um, for 10 minutes towards the end of but yeah he's not really been given much of a chance to do much and he's not really shown much in those minutes <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell's back to being Motherwell Stephen O'Donnell um, so you know he's always been when did, he, when did he go away from being Motherwell Stephen O'Donnell so when he plays for Scotland yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was a while ago now <laughs> it's just so like so weak ah, he's and really not strong enough but he's got you, am I wrong in saying that he's got to just maybe get something on that before it even bounces and before he even gives McMullen the opportunity to turn them or whatever. Well, you always think you're, you're told not to let things bounce when we're going, we're going to the absolute he basics. He maybe thinks it's going to a not, non-dangerous area, but yeah, I don't he know. Just, he looks sleepy when he plays some other will. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't look like he's like, like concentrating. Because it, it, really, when he's at Scotland, he looks laser-focused. Like, laser-focused. And, he, and he's bounding up and down the wing, and he doesn't make any real... Like, occasionally, maybe he, he misplaces a pass or whatever, but he's just... You, you never see him caught out of position when he plays for Scotland. But, like, he just, like, just like, like that goal, it's like, like you're saying, he thinks it's going to go out. So that's just a lack of concentration. McMullen keeps in, and then it's like... He's just turning round, and it's so weak and, and, and tired looking. And that's right at the start of the game. And, and then McMullen's sort of... Bit, and it's a, it's a really nice finish but it just it really doesn't make any sense like does he just not like Motherwell <laughs> he's cap- he loves it and he's captain <laughs> just what try then <laughs> but um, <laughs> if one more thing on Motherwell if we can that the fans really are starting to turn a bit now I think we're still a fair bit away from Alexander's job coming on to question for, for, who, for a, who it matters there's there a lot of guys on Pipe Bob from Toronto but fuck off but LA at the end of the game you could hear it and yeah and going by what I've seen on Twitter and things like that it does seem that there is a lot more there's like growing calls now for for him to go but I do think at a a board level or the the decision making level I still think we're a a long way away from that I do have a bit of sympathy with him for that for the I don't want to go over it again because I've said this so many times why sell Tony Watt in January unless he really made it clear that he definitely didn't want to be there and he was going to show no professionalism which considering Tony Watt's on the verge of the Scotland squad and these qualifiers are coming up mm -hmm. I don't think he would do I don't think they had to sell I'm not saying this is what is the case but I would not be surprised if Alexander's done it out of spite. He was just like, fuck you, then go. That does sound like Alexander. <laughs> the minute you said that, like, that sounds right. Although the way he made it sound in the media made it sound like, well, he might just be protecting himself, but made it sound like he was taken out of his hands by the club. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Maybe I'm being unfair on Alexander. Right, let's go to Tanadice. Dundee, probably the best game of the weekend in terms of entertainment. Even though I, I watched this, it wasn't, I didn't think it was a particularly brilliant game. But uh, there wasn't really a whole lot of entertainment going around this past weekend. Dundee United 2, Hearts 2, Hearts take You lead. got to watch this, you're talking about being shite. Think of what we've been put through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was watching, I was like, whoa, that looked good. A very weird game. And that Hearts had five players injured during the game and taken off, and another one who picked up an, an injury during the match, and Josh Janelli. Yeah, I mentioned that during the game, and Tony called me pathetic. <laughs> I was talking about Hearts. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we've all got injury problems. <laughs> I've been one game. I've one game in about it. Oh, we've all got injury problems, mate. Bloody pathetic. It was like that. <laughs> it was like that six months under Levine and one half. <laughs> 
<laughs> who, who all went off then? Cochrane, Devlin, No, sorry, yeah, guys, you, start, you start with GMS, who was substituted for Cochrane, who then went off himself. Yeah, wow. yeah exactly. GMS got an assist and then went off. Uh, eight minutes in, yeah, Cochrane came off. He went off concussed uh, later How on. came on? Uh, Atkinson went off at half-time. Suter gave away a penalty and got injured doing it. Heron came on for Devlin. Uh, Andy Halliday played about five positions, including right back. And Sibic came on. Aye, Sibic came on S- for Sibic came on for Suter. Uh, aye. Oh, oh yeah, I actually heard my downstairs neighbour this morning. Dog, obviously, I must have been on the phone talking about that. <laughs> Hall- Halliday played centre mid. I was like, oh, this guy must be a Hearts fan. No idea. <laughs> played centre mid. He was a right back. <laughs> Halliday did play a few positions, and yeah, it was like Hearts definitely missed. I think the player that missed the most. But it's hard to say. People were like, "Oh, they missed GMS when he went off." I mean, it was eight minutes, man. Come on, he might have reverted to being GMS for the rest of the game and not been a miss. But him going off for Cochrane meant that they were a bit more, obviously, a bit more defensive. Still thought Hearts were the kind of the Hearts were still the better side and certainly the more dangerous side. One thing I was impressed with Hearts passing in the first half was that they had a lot of kind of direct balls that were, but were not aimless. That were they were direct, looking to play the strikers in the space. In behind the county defence, and so you had, you know, GMS when he was on the park, Barry Mackay, Sims, and Boyce all making these runs, kind of zigzagging across Dundee United's back three, really pulling them out of positions and looking really impressive. And Devlin was doing a very good job of kind of just getting up and supporting for the midfield, using his energy in that way. He's quite he, good at that, Devlin. He, he, like was, the biggest, he was the biggest miss for I the team. I think. That. I agree with that. After Harden came on, it was just mainly Harden and Benny and kind of sitting. Really, I also think if you look at the previous matches between the teams. Hearts have dominated the midfield. Benny and Devlin have been better than the, the three that they've uh, faced up against. And I think um, I think it was looking like the same kind of thing was happening there. Who knows how the game would have gone. I think it's really difficult to analyse Hearts from this because of all the disruption and all the formation changes and all that kind of thing. One thing I have noticed a wee bit more of, well, two things actually, is scoring from corners. I mean, it's been about 15 years since we became decent at scoring from corners, and that's, what, two in a few matches or something like that. Um, and another assist for Barry Mackay as well. And oh. another assist for, and that leads me on to what I was going to say next, is we I noticed a lot more of Gordon, as soon as we get, as soon as he gets the ball, looking up and looking for a throw. And that was a, that was a Schmeichel-esque throw, that, that one. Um, and also Mackay will drift into space when it looks like we're about to, the, the, the opposition attacks about to break down and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of Hearts' game plan was centred around Gordon or Suter getting the ball to Mackay in space quickly, getting him turned and us, and us going at the, the defence. Yeah. I like Smike Colesso, I like that I'm, I'm starting to think about myself like, how long till our reference points become like what Pat Bono and all that say? <laughs> People probably think I mean Casper <laughs> 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 God, like, I'm just thinking that there, like, uh, but I, I still do it all the Aaron, time. Aaron Fraser and Royce Powell's going like, oh, like it's Casper Schmeichel, get it through Because <laughs> the, the time's coming, we're 35 kicking, we'll be kicking about 40 soon. Um, there was there was one thing late in the game, because Hearts changed their 3-4, three, three, they changed back, because they, they played the 4-4-2 four, four, for the majority of the match, but they went to a 3-4-3 three, three, not long before the goal with Ginelli playing right wing back. And it must be something that Nielsen is only ever going to use in like breaking break a case of emergency. Because I was kind of saying that earlier in the campaign, well, we we'll maybe see Ginelli playing the right wing back for games like at, at home to teams that we might mm. want to break down more. Never seen it all season. Never seen it. See it in this game. Ginelli right wing back. Immediately after Hearts equalised, Nielsen goes back to the 4 4 With Ginelli out of defence. That, um, that boys goal was good. Uh, I'm quite jealous because so when you get to your because it's right at the start of the game, isn't it? 
it's really early yes. and you're just like when you, when you've got a big crowd uh, and you obviously everyone and it's everyone I've been in the pub all day uh, getting early and then you sit down and you gotta go right away and it's a peach off posted in and hearts on a big crowd there I'm like there was, that looked fucking good there was very good <laughs> there was very good limbs in the way end at Fur Park and at Tanadice yeah yeah, can he be it? Can he be Who it? knew that the answer to Dundee United's midfield problems was Liam Smith? Certainly, two, two, is it now? Certainly not me. <laughs> um, that was a rocket. Yeah, oh, what a finish. And, and it's like, and it's all moving around. I think people, see, obviously, what always happens is how much scores they are. Is it the goalie's fault? But it whips away. I think he deceives yes. yeah. Gordon. Gordon is way. Gordon's deceived by the swerve on the ball. Yeah. And that's part of the shot. Big people forget that because that's when it why goes, it's out of his reach. When it goes yeah. central, or like if he knew where the ball was going to go, he would have saved it. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't. So that makes it a good shot, surely. Yeah, yeah. Now he was good in midfield. A lot of industry in there. Callum Butcher went back to centre back, and it was very impressive as well. Yeah, uh, and I think he has. He was uh, in centre back in the back three of the Dundee derby that I was at as well, and another game around that time as well, which I think they got a clean sheet. It was. That, home went to Motherwell or something like that so yeah I was going to bring him up because that seems to be he's had his best football as part of a back three this season Callum Butcher rather than the centre midfield in fact all I'd remember about him and, and this is genuine I know he's played more games in the centre midfield but all I can remember him and doing in the centre midfield this season is getting sent off coming, <laughs> coming back and Tam Court's talking about how we need his leadership or something like that and then he was off he was sent off for grabbing somebody in the cop still obviously getting booked even in the back three yeah, yeah, the most guaranteed thing in Scottish football is a Callum Butcher especially with the TV cameras Gary David didn't get booked because he got taken off early <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Scott McMahon had a better game as well after well, he's, he's back in the team now yeah. he's been receiving a bit of after a very good start at United, he's very much fallen out of favour, and I think there was even chat that that was kind of United's formation change was a lot of that they didn't really trust McMahon uh, to play the the wing back position or sorry the the full back position. But I thought he was decent, and Niskanen on the other side a bit wasted at uh, right wing back position. I thought McNulty was still as usual getting loads of stick off of the the uh, the the fans <laughs> afterwards because it was like there was two players this weekend that I saw supporters of their own clubs bemoaning the fact they weren't sent off. <laughs> McNally was one of them when he kind of left that leg in on Craig Gordon late on. Uh, but I actually thought he played all right. Uh, I thought he was quite a, a nuisance for the Hearts defenders, and he was only really him and Clark. I think both of them didn't look too bad without really carrying too much a goal threat. I suppose that's what. United fans are maybe pissed off about. Yeah, Mark, we know it's got one goal this season. You would get pissed off yeah. if number nine done that. <laughs> but uh, he was at least a bit of a pest and at least kind of held the ball up well. And, and a couple of times made. There was one time in the first half, I think it was. It was how could he really kind of stitched up towards the corner flag? Uh, Craig Kearns, you wonder what that sound is? Yes, yeah, the, the boiler's gone on. Oh, is that <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> and um, but. A strange decision from Tam Courts is that it left them on for the entire game when it was really clear that they were tiring towards the end and Hearts just got continuously to easily take the ball out for the back over and over and over again because they just kind of ran out of legs. It was just weird just not to bring somebody else on to try and see the game out. They don't... Um, Dundee United... I don't rate Matt Minotti. I think that's been pretty clear over the years I've done this. But um, what, he, what he is good at, they cannot bring it out of him. They don't have a number... They don't have a number 10. They don't have anyone who plays sort of clever passes through his, his best attribute was spin on the shoulder of a defender his movement across was always like across the ATR but it was always his best attribute and they've never ever brought that in so I always just feel like McNulty just I don't think he's very good anyway but in this team 
absolutely no chance of him doing anything really, really worthwhile. Can I ask you about McDonald? Because last time I watched him, he was anonymous. No, he wasn't in this game. I actually thought he, I thought he could, um, if you compare him and Butcher in the centre, Butcher can play well in the centre, but maybe he doesn't have a presence of a Kevin McDonald. I thought he had a good presence in this game, but his passing was just kind of a lot of safe stuff for Kevin It's Kevin McDonald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did even that by saying, when I watched him a couple of times, I was like, it's not, where is he? You're not doing anything. Right, let's move on to our final three games. Let's see if we can bang these out in about 50 or so minutes. Uh, Livingston 1, Celtic 3, the live game on Sunday. Uh, right, where do we start for this one? Um, let's start with... Let's start with the Livies, the hosts. They were... Let me try and think. They were both decent. They, they were decent in parts of their team. I think they defended, despite the fact losing three goals. I think they defended actually fairly okay. Uh, for this one, uh, the Celtic, other than their goals, I don't think I can't really remember them missing too many other clear cut chances, especially while the game was kind of still in the balance. Um, but Livingston's midfield really struggled with, with Celtic's aggression in there. Um, Omeonga, Holt, and, and Pittman all had poor games. Omeonga, especially, maybe one of his worst games of the campaign. I think that's why Beaton started. I think that was a good decision from Ange. I know when you play Beaton, you're kind of gambling on whether you're going to get a performance out of him, but I think, I mean, he, he stepped up and he was, he was he played well, and I think I think that was the reason. I think um, Postacoglu identified that as being one of the living... I mean, could po- arguably their greatest strength is their centre midfield. Absolutely. Uh, Holt has been absolutely unbelievable for them this season. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think that's why we saw McGregor and Beaton and not, um, not O'Reilly or Hatati. Oh. Instead of instead of Beaton, basically. Yeah, I think it was quite a nod to to Livingston's team that, that they went with Beaton in there, not because like exactly what Craig just said, not because of Beaton's ability, but just because of his style. Uh, they they were actually wanting someone to spoil it a bit in in that area, and yeah, they they've done it well because it's well. I mean, we've been talking about Livingston constantly recent weeks for for obvious reasons. They've been absolutely great, and but Benubli, Pittman, all like the team's been picking itself. Uh, in this game, Andrew Shinney was. Sort of brought in, and obviously, player of the month Bruce Anderson was was <laughs> was left on the bench. Before you start calling about oh, that, no, he, no, 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 he was pish when he came on. <laughs> I'm sure he was. Like he's had many it's, direct goal involvements in pretty much any player in the bloody league. <laughs> yes, he's had a very good season, and I was uh, wrong to doubt him. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think uh, what you said about Livingston's. Uh, fairly accurate as well I mean as accurate sorry I don't know why I sounded like I was doubting you there um, <laughs> they, it's not like their runs come to a crashing end or something like that no. I mean they've competed in a match against Celtic decisions have gone against them decisions as well, went against them they missed a couple of key ch- they had a couple of uh, Hart made a very good save for Obelai and then Obelai hit the bar as mm-hmm. well when the match was still on the balance so, either I mean, of those goes in and fair play to Martindale because he comes out afterwards and he says exactly that he says exactly what happens in front of him and there's lots of managers that would come out after that and use that as, as an excuse for not getting something out of the game and yes there's an argument that that's why Livingston didn't get something out of the game but on the balance of play you can't really argue with the, how the game turned out especially like where Livingston who've done great against Celtic but at times I've, of course I've had to ride their luck a bit so I think sometimes you can rather than playing the persecuted you'll think well we've probably got a bit lucky a few times against them over James Forrest's first goal of the season he's back maybe he was good as well yeah. he was one of Celtic's better players there was a few that uh, 
decent performances for Celtic. Not really stand out, I would say. Jota was good again. Jota was good again. Rodjick was good. Starfelt was good. Ralston was decent. Starfelt's a weird player, eh? I'm yeah, starting, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Because like, sometimes I watch him, I think he looks really good. I think he looks really strong. Uh, quite rugged, centre half, which I, which I like. And then, then other times, it looks like he can't run properly. Uh, I think he's a bit he is a bit error prone as well like Celtic fans are stick up for Starfield really a lot and I'm not entirely sure why um, maybe somebody can uh, explain it kindly to me um, <laughs> not on Twitter I can't remember <laughs> but, uh, well, uh, one, of the, one of the Celtic fans in Discord please uh, tell me why Celtic fans are really kind of behind Starfield because I do think that in and especially in some of the bigger matches, he does make a lot of well, brain farts. I for thought him. he was quite rubbish. He was like rubbish if, against Hibs. If you compare it with Cameron Carter Vickers, like I get the the praise around him, he's think he's great. But Starfelt, he can be very good. He's very good at this level. Mm. But in terms of what you want as a Celtic centre half, I don't quite see it. Carter Vickers was being interviewed before the match on Sunday there, and he was talking about he was being asked about the style of defending he's asked to do, and he was saying that. It, it's great being on the ball and all that kind of stuff, but he, he did speak about how it does heighten the risk of errors. Like, mm-hmm. you know that if you make an error, there's all that space in behind you. Um, so I wonder whether... Starfield doesn't feel comfortable in that. Yeah, well, this, this is maybe still quite a new thing for Starfield as well. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know what, what he was... Uh, the team he was playing in for Russia and what what, what, what kind of, like, uh, system <laughs> they were playing or whatever. I'd love to have you started feeling that. Like, oh, really, Craig? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe this is, like, completely new to him. I mean, I'm, my, my if he's Swedish, my instinct thinks that he's used to sitting in and scrapping and defending his 18-yard <laughs> Well, my, 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 as I've said on this, but I don't want to stereotype. All, all Swedish defenders are good. That's always <laughs> good been what's in my Yeah. <laughs> Purely defending, Swedish people are good at it. Right, do we have anything else, Dad? Just a Celtic set pieces, it looks to be their only sort of real Achilles heel that can be really got at in, in Scottish football terms. Um, obviously in Europe, that's clearly not true, but in Scottish football terms, they seem to be the only way that you can really you can really get at them. I would say that it looked like they had their blip there and they've managed to remain undefeated through it. I think they're looking really tasty for the title now. Well, it's between themselves and rivals Rangers, who defeated Aberdeen 1-0 at Ibrox in the club's 150th birthday. Jim Goodall's Jim like, ah, I'm, right, can we stop with all these celebrations before every game? We obviously had Ferguson the week before coming for <laughs> <laughs> the statue of your egg. Uh, can I just have a normal game, please? Or 10th birthday, depending on oh, your sense of humour. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, 15th. Uh, the, there was a BBC caption <laughs> which accidentally said Rangers celebrate 15 years uh, of history or something like that. They gave them an extra five. <laughs> yeah. It's close. That's a nasty beep. Uh, Rangers did not live up to the occasion, but they did manage to get the result in the end. Uh, this uh, was one of the games I was going to watch, and then I uh, didn't because... I read about it and thought, that sounds horrific. Um, because Aberdeen basically came, played for a draw, barely got in Rangers half. Rangers didn't move the ball quickly enough, weren't sharp enough to really play around Aberdeen a lot of the time and create chances. And eventually got through in the last 10 minutes with Kamar Roof scoring, who was uh, booed on to the park, but not aimed at him, really. It was aimed at Morelos coming off instead. Fans wanted both Morelos and uh, Roof to be playing. But in fairness... Morelos got a terrible write-up for this game. Um, by all accounts, he really toiled in the he match. He played a lot of football recently, Morelos. Yeah. And it just, 
I was saying this when Duncan, I was on, I said, it's good, Ruth getting on because it, there seems to be some guys that he's kind of cast aside and Ruth being the main uh, one, the, sort of bi- the, big, like. the biggest, high, most high profile one. Considering he was my top pick in our uh, fantasy draft, I, I've been keeping a close eye on the situation, Tony. <laughs> so just, it, but I find, I find that a bit bizarre because Ruth, even if you don't play him every week, he's, he's so good off the cuff, he's an off the cuff player. <laughs> And if there's one thing that Rangers and Celtic can afford to have, it's off the cuff, creative goal scoring players who maybe don't aren't always in the game. And Ruth, for, when when he plays, he isn't always drawn to the ball. He's good on the ball, but he, he, he can see he's he's thinking about how to get to goal. He wants and, to score. And what was the whole point in Ruth coming to Rangers in the first place is that they needed someday when Morelos wasn't on it. Mm. So this is exactly what he's there to do. And he doesn't need. It's weird that he's not been given much more of a chance. He's not. I don't think he's necessarily played that well this season, but then he has had kind of problems getting himself asserted into the teams. And I think he had, he had injury issues earlier in the campaign. He, he also missed a lot of games at the start of the season I for that ban from was last there season. Not one international break where he went away. I think he was injured either side of the international break, but he played for Jamaica or something uh, like that as well. There was that, that maybe sure. pissed off Van Bronckhorst, maybe. So the Larry Kingston special. <laughs> I honestly can't remember if it was. Uh, I think I think it was when Van Bronckhorst. I, think, I honestly can't remember if it was because they've, they've got a cool front front three. A Jamaica. I was thinking about that. They've got Kamar Roof. They've got that Bailey that plays for Aston Villa. And they've got Mikel Antonio now. They've really been hammering the 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 grannies rule. They've been going around finding anybody who's eligible. Fair play. The world. Fair play. <laughs> hammering the grannies rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a couple of contenders for a show title this week. Let <laughs> me just jot that one down. Uh, Bates. Bates. I mean, I've been given. I've been, I said I've been on this six weeks in the bounce and I think every single week Bates has been taking an absolute kicking so I think I heard that he played relatively well during the week and uh, he played quite well here so I think it's only fair to to say that but I didn't actually see it with my own eyes so I'll be watching next time Is there anything else to say about Aberdeen? No, probably not. Uh, I, I said I didn't. I mean, it was nice to see McCrory back in midfield, and that looks like something a good win absolutely right. wants to do. Um, no Scott Brown, and no Scott Brown, and now it sounds like Scott Brown's angling to get himself out. Yeah, because he's not uh, he's not finding himself on the coaching staff. Well, he's still on the coaching staff, but he's not really been given the responsibility that he was under Stephen Glass. So he's just walking around like a spare prick. Nothing to do. Uh, shall we? No, Scott, Scott, leave that task, please. <laughs> where is, uh, where's Scott Brown's next move, then? St Mirren. The job set up. St Mirren to just make the ultimate shit-fest midfield of Scott Brown, Alan Power and Alex Gogic. Oh, Christ alive. <laughs> I mean, you'd be, uh, I just, after watching Gogic, I mean, Gogic gave away the penalty as well in that game, and I've, I've had my own issues with Gogic this season, but that sounds minging. Probably end up, he'll eventually end up at Celtic as a coach again, yes. I think. But he'll probably have another, he'll probably have a go at management before then. I don't know where he's going after this. Maybe go, maybe go, maybe he does go to St. Mirren and stunts, stunts the growth of Erehorn <laughs> in, in, in the midfield. Like, just, just another avenue of him not getting into the team. What about, what about Kilmarnock? If, if, especially, well, I was going to say if they go up, if they go, if they go up or stay down, regardless. Um, McInnes, it sounds like McInnes strikes me as someone that would like Scott Brown's yeah. ways. His ways around the dressing room. Oh, he's a good guy in the dressing room. He Although can't. he might find similar problems with, um, 
Goodwin in terms of being really hands on because mm-hmm. McInnes certainly is. So he needs somebody that's a bit more kind of overseeing things. Let's just stop Scott Brown here. We can all move on. <laughs> in, in fairness, you have done. We've had more than enough of you. I think <laughs> you've achieved everything. We've yeah, won you've everything. played in Scottish football your entire career. Just stop. Stop. Let's move on. Let me, you become one of our ship reference points for when we're older. Right, and let's move on to one of Scott Brown's former clubs, Hibs. Doing 0-0 with St Johnston at the weekend. Of course. Uh, my first question, <laughs> what on earth is wrong with Christian Doig? So sad, eh? What's happened? So, uh, I don't know, I think there's there's the... I think he's lost a yard, a yard that he couldn't afford to lose uh, through that injury, and then and then he had his COVID. There was also the Dundee stuff um, about him going, and I've heard from various people that he was offered out to Dundee, and Hibs were happy for him to leave right. in January, and he was shocked. Obviously, he just signed a new deal, and he was shocked. I'm not saying that this is absolutely true, but it's what I've heard. So a combination of those things, maybe confidence is low, because um, obviously maybe that makes you think the manager doesn't fancy it and since he's come back for that injury even before Maloney I mean the first thing he done was got sent off again <laughs> <laughs> when, when he came back and but he just, even before that was that his first chance that was his first chance of the Maloney his first real chance was it but, but Maloney because been, it seems like he's played Christ- a couple of games because it, it seemed like right at the start that he didn't he fancy him from the start he missed the he, he dropped him right away from, yeah. from the big, from the off didn't he yeah yeah and that's and, and, and just, the, red, the red card was actually under Jack Ross Jack Ross yeah yeah right okay it. but I think we're under under Maloney I, 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 say, I think I said on this podcast as well that I didn't when I read what Maloney's saying, how he wants to play, that Dodge it will become a plan B. And what I was saying is what might be cool for Hibbs is that we're gonna have a really, really good plan B who, if he hadn't just signed the new deal, wouldn't be happy about it. But we've all we've sort of got mm-hmm. so good for me, good for Hibbs, <laughs> but not good for Christian <laughs> Dodge in a personal sense. Um and but no, it just he's he's so off it. He's just he's not as combative, he's getting a bit bullied. And he, he, the confidence thing, I think, might be that's one that I moved towards maybe being the re, the reason. He just doesn't look like his normal self. Because one thing, he just he always done the same thing. You knew exactly what you're getting for Dodge. You'd be flinging himself in all the time, and he's not even doing that. And he's got like Cadden doing the crosses. I always thought that Cadden never looking up and always crossing across <laughs> the so between the penalty spot and the six yard box. You know, I thought you know what Dodge will like that because he'll just career himself in it and it'll hit off some part of his body and roll into the net somehow and that'd be and that'd be great but that's not even really worked out and it wouldn't be, I, I couldn't say it'd be unfair for Maloney to now drop him because he's just not been he's only played now because obviously Nisbet's out of the team but Melkerson looked like so much better when he come on suddenly energy mobility w- desperate to get on the ball going looking for it the half at the half yeah so I mean it looks like to me I would be shocked if uh, he doesn't start against Motherwell next week I don't know if, if Muller's going to be back fit I think I'd be quite how, how is runner Hoy look mm, <laughs> that'll be that <laughs> uh, yeah. can you sum up for a word no can you sum up for a sound <laughs> he just he again he was desperate to impress like the way these boys were Keen as mustard, and he came on against Dundee, and he and he and he and he sort of half two people, and and he got booked uh, during the week. He just like Can you? and then he was posted on his Instagram. And so people said, "I've just had half in someone with a with that with a green and white flag, uh, the green heart." So you're like, a winger. You're paid to score goals. Yeah, <laughs> Great. Uh, and don't get, like he, he offered impetus when he came on, but through sheer endeavour. 
but he didn't look like a player. He looked like he like won a competition a bit. Um, that's my that's my opening thoughts on bit. Again, the the, the Sibs teams lacking so much that that brought something out of the crowd. At least someone like really try to push on. In terms of so I've been saying about Hibs is we've got he's, we are controlling games without really looking like hurting teams and teams aren't really going to be and the possession stats have definitely went up. Does it look like it's going to come? I'm not. Sh- I, I, I'm I'm loath to overly criticise yet when ten players are out and like so like some of our better players and like Josh Campbell's his first uh, job Chris, in management. Chris Cadden had to start in the back three. Dre Wright had to play. Aye, and like, but he likes Dre Wright. So I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's using Dre Wright to make a point because Dre Wright does a lot of work. Josh Campbell does a lot of work off the ball in terms of the pressing, and I feel like Maloney's using that to get to other players right. to say. And he needs. He's not had a summer transfer window. He's, he's his first job in management. It's early on. I just wonder whether. I just wonder whether you and 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 what, it's it, it's a type of manager and a type of manager who's coming in with a philosophy and style of play that needs to be given time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. look. It can look. I mean, I don't like using it because I'm not saying he's anything like these guys. But it's, I, I think I've said this to you before, Craig. But when when manager, say Daniel Stendel. Yeah, when people come in and they try to do these ones, so like it, it always takes them about a year to like that. Even if you look at Klopp and Guardiola in England, like first. First season, both oh, of them finished. I was thinking Daniel Stendhal. <laughs> Their first season was seventh. Uh, Liverpool finished seventh under Klopp. And uh, I think Man, Man City, I think, just, fifth, maybe. and Because the things weren't well, clicking. I remember for like a half a season, everybody was asking, was it for that first full season? Fraud everybody was like, oh, we finally found them uh, out. Yeah, yeah. England's found this fraud uh, out. Uh, and Ever- Everton had beat them 4-0. So I, I just, it's just, so I think when someone's, I, I'm happy to, to lay off them a bit because it's really annoying me. Players aren't following up. It does seem a bit robotic at times in, in the rotation. It's frustrating. But we're lacking pace. We're lacking quality in the final third. But we are controlling the games and we, 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 were, we were leaking quite a lot of goals at the end of it all. So he has sorted one section of the team out at, at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm low. I, we really need that player to drive for that midfield. I mean, because Josh Campbell is so scared that when see if he's not facing forward, he won't turn. He won't pass it straight back, and he gets so much stick because obviously you can see from the stands, yeah, they're, they're pass wide and they're pass, wide, but he won't even look. He just doesn't look like he wants to be on the ball. He wants. He actually wants to be pressing people, hiring people. So his two best games, no surprise, Rangers and Celtic. The, the, the semi final, Celtic last week. But then when we're on the ball a lot, he just he, he he's, he's just frightened. Right. That's enough about him. St. Johnson. They continue to be rubbish. Um, they've shown signs since. Since the transfer window closed, they have had moments where they've looked a decent side. I, I did see somebody saying this, though. England Dundee United, the season they went down after, yeah, know, after the January window, they had a wee bump. I mean, their best. Something, the, something very kind of similar about this St. Johnson side. Best shot is still the playoffs. I mean, it's either straight down or. Yeah. Or fight your way through the the playoff final. I think that's still their their best the, case scenario. The good thing uh, for that is that for either themselves or Dundee is that nobody <laughs> looks particularly good. Uh, who's going to get to the championship yeah, yeah, playoff no. final? Uh, Dundee have a game in hand, which obviously is quite big. To, yes, Wednesday two night. night. Two, two, two night. I, was, uh, I went through my head that tomorrow. No, it's not tomorrow. So then instead, I went to just say two night, <laughs> as in two nights from now. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, I thought Ch- Chiff G when he came on without playing particularly well made a big difference. 
Um, he, he, he sort of, he's, he's quite good with his back to goal, so they were able to sort of play them out of the game. Because for long periods, like St Johnston, they were they were just defending. Hibs weren't putting them under like loads and loads of that. Hibs were just picking up the ball back. Portis was sort of playing alone at the back, like every, and everyone else was Cadden and, and Doig would be pushed forward because the Johnston just weren't born in it. And it wasn't until Chifty something, and then they had like a a 10, 15 minute spell when they started to really come into the game and I was like, oh, here we go. But it was, but in terms of a football match, like it was it was torture. And ya- Jasper was the only thing. Every, we'd get yeah, everyone out because he was doing I watched it. the first 60 minutes and he uh, looked good. Uh, the second player whose fans were raging was it sent off was Cammy McPherson. St. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson fans were <laughs> like genuinely Why did they, off. They, 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 they bought him, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, they had I them on. I cannot believe no, both, they, both, no. him, both him and Ali Crawford. They had, got a suck it and see thing. They no. sucked it, realized it was tasted awful, and bought it anyway. But not just that. Not just that. That's how I got a girlfriend. They, they had him on loan <laughs> for the season, and then during that, he signed a pre-contract with St Johnston, and then St Mirren took him back. So they didn't have him for a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, because... And then they said, you're going to have to pay for him if uh, you want him for the rest of the season. So wild, cle- clever, it. clever for the minute there. But yeah. I just wild for St. John's... I just, I, I don't know. He's, he, and he should have got he should have got red card. I thought he went, he went over the ball. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> reckless. Couldn't you believe it was uh, there, It was reckless. And, and I, I used the Ryan Portis one at Ibrox as the example. It, it didn't matter if he didn't make contact. According to the rules, if you're out of control and reckless. And he goes over the top of the ball. And there's no reason. He's just giving the ball away in the set. Like, it's a bad touch. It's shit, but... People, when they, 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 you can cost your team a game mm-hmm. it's in the most innocuous, stupid way. And the players do it all. And it is quite common that style of getting red carded there. It's just such a fucking waste. Yeah. And uh, Tony, how much did you like it in the, I think it was about 20 odds minute when Tom Sang was injured, had to go off. And uh, instead of Michael Halloran coming on at right wing back, he instead brought on James Brown. James Brown, who then, who then had to sub off? Because <laughs> he did. 25 minutes later. <laughs> Because uh, he's garbage, and he, he sang sang doesn't even look that good, but he looks streets ahead. His crosses don't go out the park for a start. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there's just the, the signings that they've got. If they can get Chifty out there, then great. Because the other ones, Gallagher, not terrible, but also he's no really better than Booth. No. So like, and then like like sang, not terrible, maybe slightly better than Brown, but not going to be bringing. And then. Like, none, there's nothing that in the January transfer when you're like yeah that's really improved them Halberg Dan, Dan Halberg, Cleary's starting to look a bit shaky as well Halberg yeah. looks their best player Halberg looks their best player yeah. that's, and, and, and I, 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 I was angry we let go because um, we wanted to cut there was like we've got James Scott in that we've got so many shite wide players who play in behind <laughs> like, so you could have cut you could have cut the, somebody else we only had we've only got four central midfielders one of them is fucking Josh Campbell so like to let to let Albert go just seemed bonkers when he when he finally got fit. I was like, he's good. Didn't give him a new deal, but just keep him for the rest of the season. Um, but Halberg, yeah, he was getting there. He's he's hitting shots. He's got set pieces. He's just got a bit of quality that the rest they just don't have. I saw that Chris angered the cult of Scott Allen on Twitter today. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been wanting to do that for a while. Um, Allen came on and he it takes a while to get to grips with. He can do some things like don't get like he done a little back heel that broke the press. It was, it was a fair that that was pretty good, and he done the little pass for Melkerson when we nearly we nearly scored when he just when he just first came on, but he, I don't think he's got ninety minutes in him. And the game furiously goes around Scott Allen now, and he, he, when he gets on the ball, he's good, but he can only get on the ball every so often that 
Yeah. So you lose the quality. And before he used to create his own chances for the passes because he had that he had that acceleration. So he wasn't quick, but he'd get the ball and drive past someone and he would get away from them and then that would open up space. Now he's relying on when he gets the ball, on the few times he gets the ball, that there's that passes on. Yeah. He can't create the angle for himself anymore. So as an impact player, I probably would use him more than what Maloney has. Because especially when we're lacking goals, but there's no way that the answer for him is Scott Allen starts a game. It's not right. It's just not. And that'll do us. Thank you very much for joining me, Craig. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me, Tony. Cheers. And thank you to everyone for listening. We are about to go record a Patreon now. So if you'd like to hear that, hear head heed. Fuck. Head over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. Thank you and goodbye. Podcast Network.